It's still live from the nation's capital. Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, Nick Ashew, BetMGM tonight. We're on Twitch and YouTube. Ryan's over there yelling at the Cubs during the break, making coffee, trying not to eat. Or did you eat the Oreos? Are you good? No, like, so I just like the classic Oreos. I mean, they're the best in my opinion, but these new flavors are also tremendous. And my son, he's nine years old. I mean, these things are just staring at me. He's got the double stuff. He's got like these mint ones, oh. which I don't, I don't know how I feel about the mint ones, but man, uh, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be disciplined here, stick to the diet, but it's tough, man. It's tough when we're sitting at home. It's a much easier in the studio when, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's I, I feel the exact, I feel the exact opposite. I've got my coconut here. When I'm in the studio, I eat Takis, okay? Because that's what's around. Those are good. Those are pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Although Trista and I were trying to help you, Ryan, because you were like, I really want to order a pizza. And we both just said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going back home to Chicago. So I'll, I'll wait for the pizza until Tuesday or Wednesday. You will, you will have plenty of time to eat that, although we've discussed uh, that's not really a pizza. It's a casserole. New York pizza is real pizza, but, you know, we can talk about that throughout the summer as we want. Terrell Furman jumps on with us. Sports Gambling Podcast Network, The Beauty. We can talk NBA, WNBA, the NFL with you. But, look, we can't have you on and mention the NBA and not at this point bring up James Harden, which I, how many more teams is this guy going to play for? If I, had to set the, if I had to set the total at two and a half, would you take the over at this point? Uh, I don't know if I'd take the over at this point. James Harden <laughs> should be – hey, I don't know, man. He might be a little bit exhausted from potential strip club locations that he might be trying to call it a career in a couple <laughs> years. So uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I might take the under on that two and a half. But, I mean, were we surprised? There were talks about this. This was said in the media that it could potentially happen, that he was looking to go somewhere else. He might. They thought he was going to opt out and go somewhere else. But the fact that he opted in and gave Philadelphia the chance to get something in return, kudos to him and shout out to him for that. So it looks like the Clippers are up there. They said the Knicks are interested. I feel like they say the Knicks are interested with any free agent that comes on the market. I'm pretty sure that they just said that the Knicks had interest in a whole bunch of undrafted guys that are out there in the free market. So the Knicks are clearly just interested in anybody with the beating post that's playing basketball. But we'll see what the Clippers do. I think the Clippers could be a potential actual buying suitor, but... Again, what do you have to offer besides a whole roster of people that play maybe 50 games a year? Terrell, I want to get back to the uh, NBA here in a second, but we got three games that are about to tip off in about 57 minutes in the WNBA. Liberty Aces, uh, the Fever take on the Mercury tonight, and then I believe the Lynx and the Storm take uh, go on as well tonight. Anything that you like as far as sides or totals? Yeah, I mean, I, I like a lot. I got my, my Candace Parker shirt on. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to fade her in the aces tonight because I'm on the Liberty plus six and a half. And I think that, one, there's reverse linemen in this game. I'm seeing, uh, as far as very recently, about 60 70% of the money on the aces. And that line went from seven and a half down to six and a half. So that's just already bells and whistles going off in my head. But just think about it. This is the defending champions who add Candace Parker, who is going to go down as one of the best WNBA players of all time. And now you're trying to scratch claw and put this team together that can compete with them. And you do that. And then you have three losses on the season already, which in one, that's really, really good. 
but it makes it seem like, you know, you're not on their level yet. So even though this is a road game, I can see them absolutely getting up for this game. We're getting into that part of the season where Sandy Brandello's team last year really, really started to hit their stride, and they gave the Aces a couple of games last year before even having this super team. So I think this is a close game. I think this is a one-possession game, whether it goes the Liberty way, let's shout out to the New York Liberty, and or it goes the Aces way. I think that we still cover this just an half. Yeah, speaking of the Liberty, uh, there was a recent poll of WNBA All-Stars, Terrell. Sabrina Ionescu finished sixth in voting from the media, sixth in the fan vote in terms of popularity, and 19th in player votes. I know. I know. They do not like her. Why? I don't know. I want to see you on that. Why don't the players, because you saw the same thing with Trey Young, but you understand why the, the players in the NBA don't like Trey Young. It's because he do the stop foul thing and they feel like that's not basketball. Like, you know, you're just hunting for fouls rather than playing basketball. I have no idea why the players in the WA do not like Sabrina, but I actually kind of like it. I love the villainy aspect of, of having a team that is a bunch of villains. So hopefully that's what that Liberty team is and this gives them that motiva- motivation throughout the year. But that was super interesting to me, the fact that she was 19. Like, I was shocked. Uh, oh, so you so- look right now. Oh. Go on, Nick, sorry. I'll jump in, Ryan. I can totally do that. Love the delay. The delay <laughs> is the best. All right, so we got four teams right now that are sitting over 500, and that's it. When I look at the standings, then I see the Sparks, the Wings, the Sky, and the Dream going mm-hmm. five through eight. Out of those teams, is there any team, maybe more than one, that you look at and say, all right, look, they're not competing with the Aces, and I think we all know that. But this is a team mm-hmm. that can maybe get themselves on at least a little bit of a hot streak, a team we may want to ride as the, the season goes on. 100% the Sparks. I'm all over the Sparks here. And it's really just because not only do they have the talent, but we know for a fact of all those teams listed, they have a defined head coach that's taken his team to the WNBA Finals before and Kurt Miller coming over from the Connecticut Sun. So he's a very defensive coach. And I I knew that it was going to take this time, this team a little bit of time to get into his defensive sets and really start playing to the defense that he expects from his teams. So they have the offensive part down pat when you talk about Neka Gumake, you talk about Lexi Brown, you talk about Jordan Canada, like they have the offense down pat. It's just defensively. Defensively, they can take themselves to a whole nother level. And so I'm 100%. I took the Sparks preseason plus 200 to make the playoffs. I think they're a playoff team right now. And they're somebody that can definitely probably end up being a four, five, six seed. Well, not four, but a five, six seed somewhere around there. Uh, right outside of, you know, those top four teams that have winning records. I'm curious, Terrell, this is like not a team that a lot of people probably want to talk about a lot because they're not going to go out and contend, but they are competing every night. Like the Atlanta Dream, they score. I took the under, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, in that Mystics game, and boy, oh boy, Mm -hmm. was it wrong right away. I think they had 20 points in the first quarter, and even with the Mystics clamping down in the second and third quarter, they still like flew over like, What's your feel on the Atlanta uh, Atlanta Dream? And because they're just clawing back and competing. I mean, it's the same thing as last year. They're going to compete, and they're not going to play any defense whatsoever. I mean, you take one of the worst offensive groups in the Washington Mystics, and you let them score 100 points in the WNBA. Like, there's NBA teams that struggle to score 100 points, and they got an extra eight minutes on their game. So, I mean, I I think that in this aspect. 
the dream defensively still have a lot of things to work on, but offensively you add Alicia Gray as a talent. You still have Ryan Howard. Haley Jones looks like she's really, really acclimating really well to the W. Cheyenne Parker's taking another leap from last year and honestly probably could be in a little bit of most improved player conversation. So that would be something that I would entertain, but they have a whole bunch of scores. It's just defensively they haven't figured it out. I don't know what it is coaching-wise or what philosophy they, or what new personnel they need to bring in the building in Atlanta, but they have the energy and they have everything you want from a team that can be able to make the playoffs, but defensively they're just not there. So I'm going to continue to take uh, team total overs on the other team just because they're not adjusting defensively at all. You mentioned that you were in on the Sparks, but I want to get your thoughts on the Mystics just as a whole. Do you think that they could actually really compete with a team like the Aces down the stretch in the playoff setting? I think that they can force them to go under. I think that at that much. Now, will they be able to live up scoring-wise? Well, we've seen them do it with the Liberty a couple of times this year. They just lost by one the other day in overtime. They beat them first game of the season. We'll see what they do when they play the Aces. They played the Aces tough last year. They're actually the only team in the WNBA last year to have a winning record versus the Aces. So you can sit here and say that they have the personnel, and when everybody comes back healthy, Shakira Austin out right now for, uh, with the knee injury, I believe, and she's going to be out for about three weeks. But with everybody back healthy, this Mrs. team can compete. So I'm just expecting, I'm looking forward to seeing them at the end of the year. And I really think between the Mystics and the Sun that they can make things interesting for the Liberty and the Aces. Maybe not necessarily come out there and upset them, but at least make it interesting where we can bet on them. Looking at the WNBA MVP market right now, Brianna Stewart, you know, most books right now, minus 125, the chalky favorite. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts though? Uh, you know, when you look around and you see uh, like Alyssa Thomas, she opened up at 30 to one. She's obviously taken some action. She's all the way down to plus 500, you know, six to one mm -hmm. in some spots. Uh, I've got her at 40 to one. Other? For, I mean, I got, like, yeah, preseason, I got that, Alyssa Thomas at 40 to one. Yeah, Alyssa Thomas, 100%. Okay. Uh, Alyssa Thomas, 100%. I don't know about Asia Wilson, which is really crazy to say because she's been playing really well, but it's the fact that Jackie Young has been so good. And it's, it is like, yeah. if you're going to take an MVP from that team, you got to take Jackie Young at this point in time right now. Like, she's a walking 20 piece any point in time. So the fact that Jackie Young is 16 to 1, I would definitely take a look at Jackie, Jackie Young at 16 to 1. That's 100% a. A look that I think a little bit better than Asia Wilson, and it's nothing against Asia. We know that she's an MVP candidate, but it's the fact that she yeah. doesn't have to do that much. And Jackie has said that, look, I don't care. I'm going to go out there and get mine. I think she's actually averaging 20 points on the season already. So Jackie Young is 16-1. I think that's a bet that I would place now. Uh, if you don't already have an Alyssa Thomas bet, I would get that in now because with Rihanna Jones out of the lineup, she easily walks into the rebounds every single night. And also her working out of the post, it really sets her up to be able to hit three-point shooters, be able to find cutters and find other people and get those extra few assists that she needs. She's right now averaging about eight assists on the season. So if she averages a triple-double, I don't know how you don't make it her. Like nobody in the WNBA has averaged a triple-double for a season before. And it could be something similar to the Russell Westbrook, James Harden thing where it doesn't matter how good Brianna Stewart is. If you average a triple-double, you're automatically getting the award. 
Talking to Terrell Furman, BetMGM tonight. I want to sneak in at least a little bit of NFL. We were kind of looking at week one last segment, and it's amazing to think the Uh NFL is going to open their season with the Lions and the Chiefs. Like, the Lions, the hype is real with this team. Everybody loves it. Lions, six-and-a-half-point dogs. You like the Lions to cover in that one? No, I don't. No. I think think (laughs) this Lions team is – they're that team. It's always every year there's a team that makes some move in the offseason, and they're like, oh. They're going to be good. They're going to win the division next year. They're going to figure it out. And they don't. They don't. And so now it's Detroit. Like, what are the odds that Detroit just go ahead and is Detroit again? Whereas you have the Kansas City Chiefs coming off the Super Bowl where we know this offense 100% can go blow for blow. They can 100% contend with anybody else in the league. Is Detroit all the way there yet? Does Detroit need a week to figure it out? Do they need two weeks to figure it out? Is that three games in the preseason enough for that offense to say, hey, as constructed right now, we're going to be able to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs because ultimately that's what this game is going to come out to. I think it's going to come out to a shootout at the end of the day, and it's going to be who has the better guns win. And I don't know if I trust the Lions and Jared Goff that much just yet. So as of right now, they had a chance, so they ain't the champs no more. I'm taking Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half. You know, I'm glad that you went there, too, because I'm not buying into the Lions either, man. I think the best bet is, like, if you want to play the Packers, play Matt LaFleur, coach of the year, 16-1. to 1. If you like the Bears, why play them now at plus 400? You could play Eberflus, 11-1. to 1. Where would you go in the NFC North if you're not fully buying into Detroit, though? I'd go Eberflus, coach of the year. That, that's where I think that this is going to go down to. I think it's going to come down to the Bears and them finally figuring it out. The, the biggest offseason acquisition that nobody's talking about is DJ Moore to Chicago because now Justin Fields has a safety net. Now he has somebody that he can go to. If I told you that DJ Moore had 1,500 yards at the end of the season, would you really be surprised by just the sheer volume that he could get and the fact that Justin Fields can make things happen with his legs and he's probably going to walk into about 3,000 yards passing? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that is just a one-dimensional offense where DJ Moore just finds a way to get open in a zone and Justin Fields flicks it to him and he makes it do do what he do like he did in Carolina. So – I think that this team defensively could be a lot better. And now with the offensive line improvements, with the weapons they added for Justin Fields, they could have a really, really good offensive season. Terrell Foreman, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for coming on. Always, always. Thank you.